What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 49 of Super GG Radio. For friends chat about video games and all things adjacent, you know me as your favorite host and expert skate champion, three years running, Alex Arona. Runner up number one with me this week is my man, 50 year old big deal DeWitt, Joel. What's good, Joel? Are you our favorite host, or are you our only host? I'm the favorite of everybody on here. And State, why don't we go ahead and play some Rocket League? Are you a coward? Oof. I don't think that'd be fun for anyone. That'd be fun for me. And me. Mega Street Fighter 2. Also with me is the worst skater player ever, Eric Getty Gettinger. How are you, Getty? I, I'm the... Jesus, Alex. <laughs> You're not making any friends. I'm the worst because I don't play that game. You know what? Let's play Rocket League. Joel, uh, 2v1. No, no, no. 3v1? What, what are we doing here? Final destination, no items. <laughs> no Rocket League. It's not fun for anybody. Um, yes, Rocket League. I'm going to interrupt you. Yes, Rocket League, 3v1. That voice is oh, our... Only. Only if Hartwig is the one. That voice is our second Rocket League pro in the making and big boss historian, Metal Gear Kevin himself. Oh, yes, deal, Joel. We'll definitely go 3v me. And uh, I just want to shout out the Tony Hawk games, which I desperately miss every day. You guys are supposed to wait for your introductions to talk. Go play them. <laughs> What's stopping you? <laughs> Tony Hawk streams after MGS, I call it. Yes. Okay, let's move into this week's festivities with some inline skating and early adopters. Some shit happened in the news. That's going to be consistent, I think. And then we <laughs> recap the exciting conclusion of Metal Gear Solid 3 with Hartwig. Finally, we end the week with a new segment, IR- IRL Shit I Did. I don't. I think it's just going to be IRL. No. Uh, you know, not everything needs a fucking segment name. Yeah, we're going segments on segments, man. That's how it's working from here on out. Also, we're going to hit Kevin with some questions from Twitter. Oh, but first, yes. early adopters. Alphas, betas, and early access games we purchased for nostalgia's sake. Yes, that was me. I did that. And but on the cliffhanger and everything? Yep. <laughs> uh, the game that I played, I want to talk about Skate XL. Skate XL. Uh, Skater, I'm sorry, I even said that wrong. Skater XL. Skater mm-hmm. XL is a skate-like game, if you ever played those uh, skate games, where they are more on the realistic level, but this takes it to a a whole nother plane where each stick is a foot and you have to use each stick as your feet to perform moves and go around a level and get points. It is very, very sim like. And how does it compare to your normal tech decking? Uh, I am way worse at this than I am tech decking. Okay. Well, yeah, you've had years of experience tech decking. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, I've played years of skate and that game is much easier then uh skater xl you guys all saw the footage what did you guys think of skater xl joel start first i didn't see the footage <laughs> you're the worst you literally spent you spent two that, hours playing mgs3 and you didn't that, watch five minutes of footage is, that is looking your teacher in the face and saying i didn't do it i did look, not and i did not read for the quiz today look look you you play with yours you play with yourself with stator toys. I play with myself with snakes. Okay, Joel, you're canceled. Getty, you're up. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. Um, <laughs> I, will ca- I will cancel this podcast entirely. Hartwig, what did you think? 
I know for a fact you watched it. For the first time ever, I'm the only one in the class who did their homework. Um, Don't worry, I only skimmed it. (laughs) Um, I thought that it looked really challenging, to be honest. Um, But it did immediately draw me in because uh, I've been missing like a skateboarding game. So to see some of that uh, did hit some buttons for me, but I don't know about the the difficulty level. You saw that I was trying to I was trying to figure out how to position my feet in the right way to flip yeah. the board, but at the same time, steering is on the triggers. So oh, so my natural instinct is to go left or right with the sticks, and I, that throws you off because your foot will lift off the board and flip it and then it's like oh well okay my guy just jumped just jumped to the ground sounds so needlessly complicated what does the stick do then it if you flick it up you you slide your foot up the board if and on the left stick if you so to do an ollie you have both hands on the sticks you flick on the left stick down and then when that right when you do that you flick the right stick up so left stick down right stick up and that kicks your foot down on the ground and slides your front foot wait up. wait the left stick is your back foot why? Well, right? I mean, yeah. it should be the other Why? way around. I think right stick naturally. I mean, I know. Well, you can skate. change it up, actually. People, okay, you, got it. You can change it. In my because, head, I'm like, yeah, no, that's, come on now. Well, it all, it all depends on if you're goofy or regular. And you of can course. change it on the fly. Okay, cool. That's so, good, then. But, it, but the idea is still the same, where it's like your, your sticks are each foot, and you have to move them in certain directions to flip the board. And that includes also getting in a grind. You have to be precise on how you're doing it. And if you say you want to do a 180 into a grind, you have to perform an ollie, hit the right trigger, and then position yourself over the rail or a ledge or something like that. So you have to use all of these things to position yourself in the right way to move and get into your grinds. The There's this one, and then the other one that people are talking about is session. The difference with session is that it's very sim-like as well, but... In Skater XL, you have more control of your body in a grind. So if you're in a grind, say you're in a, like a 50-50, both trucks, both wheels are on the rail. Right. You can shift, you can hold like to the right on both sticks, and you'll see your character's weight shift, so it'll shift the board itself. So you can actually move oh. yourself. If you lift up uh, the, right, or the right or left stick, whatever one's your front foot, you can then move the grind up into a different type of grind and even move it off the rail entirely. Man, so you really you really could do swaps between grinds, like mid-grind swaps, by literally just repositioning. Yep. That is could cool. You, could you take the Xbox Adaptive Controller and then assign each one of those big circle pads to a left foot and a right foot? And then oh, like man. shuffle your foot in, in a position on the, the pad to try to simulate oh, that? Oh, my God. Joel, Joel oh, you like, like, literally like, just raised my heart rate. Like a reverse use of what it's supposed to be used for. <laughs> yeah, dude. See, I could even see doing it with, like, the palms of my hands. Like, not even necessarily, like, my actual feet, although that would be awesome. But um, Okay, we need yeah. to stop recording right now and then just, like, patent this idea so, so, like, nobody knows about it. We're getting as close to skating as possible without actually you going outside of your house to skate. Yep. Do you guys remember wow. while we're while we're on this really quick that arcade skateboarding game 
where you yes. would like get, yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i'm talking about it was all downhill wasn't it yeah, yeah. basically yeah but like yeah, imagine yeah. that but 20, 2020 style the the other thing is that there um there was another game where i believe it uh, tony hawk ride came out for xbox and Wii, where it had a board and if you like you know put back on the tail he oh. would like, it, it was it wasn't very good that's too bad okay but okay so skate skater xl has this very heavy control and movement but w- the other one was session that is a very similar and they're both in uh, early access that you could pay money for but in session once you get into a grind it kind of just like it's the same animation it's very much like like Tony Hawk. As soon as you like, you have to, you still have to do the sticks for both feet. But once you get into a grind, it looks like a Tony Hawk grind. The same time, every, like the same way every time. And with Skater Got XL, it. you can if you do a crooked grind, which is your nose down at an angle, you can pick how far the angle goes. You can pick how low or high. Oh, so you could really put like a lot more flavor on it in yeah. XL. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. It, it's it's good. It's fun. I. We'll probably still tinker with it here and there, but the amount of dedication it takes to like, like, I, cause I, there's a guy I watch on YouTube who does like videos of how to play the game, and they have modding so people will make their own levels because currently there's only the one. But it just to learn how to play that game is a very specific skill and talent that you kind of have to dedicate. I think at least a couple hours of just sitting there figuring it out and getting comfortable. Mm. And for a game that's in early access with only one level, I don't know if I want to continue to do that. So, uh, that was Skater XL. How much did it run you? I don't know. I believe it was fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Interesting. And yeah. session. Session, I believe, is thirty. Okay. That's kind of why I picked one or the other. I didn't uh, uh. play session, but I have again seen quite a bit of footage, and I've been watching both development. Especially considering that I am a big fan of those skate games and played them for endless hours. Yeah, we, we need a new one. Hmm. It's been too long. I mean, I, I'm more of a Tony Hawk player than a uh, state player as much. I mean, I, I appreciate state for what it does. And I played that demo plenty of times at your apartment in college. But yeah. it's just it, it, it goes too far into that simulation threshold for me. Yeah. And, and this kind of this is like for me, skate didn't do that. But it's but skater xl is so where your threshold was i this is even further down the line down the rabbit hole and it's hitting me in the mm-hmm. same spot so it's like yeah. oh that was nice uh and i just looked it up they're actually both 20 so okay. they're both both 20 so you can pick and choose what you want to try it's just a skater xl you get a little bit more of that variability to shift you can i you can ollie just do the jump and stick both feet forward with your sticks and he pokes it out a lot or you can just use the front to slide and he'll ollie but his whole back foot is completely far away so you said there's one level in the early access yes but what, there what is a what very, is the level it's it's uh this i don't it, i don't know it's probably not gonna mean a whole lot to you but it is the santa monica uh courthouse which is a very famous skate spot man that is cool though yeah are the mod areas like also real spots or are they like custom created they're 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 made by the the community, so they do those famous spots as well as oh, this is just a skate park I made. Got and it. It's very healthy. It's very alive that the modern cool. community. So, and of course they're giving updates every day, and the games both the games are supposed to come out this year. So, I'll be watching those as they go. 
This seems this seems like the kind of thing that I could learn to get really good at for no reason. Um. Yeah, th- that's kind of <laughs> what I was saying is that you could just sit there and take a couple hours and just like spend time perfecting like, oh, how can I do the best kickflip? And then, oh, how can I make it look cooler or different or shift or, yeah. So, Getty, do you want to lead the next game? Yes, because I did play this one. Thank God. so the other game that we played for this week is neon tail did did we get codes for this we got codes for this one right yeah yes we did so this is on steam uh it is a third person rollerblade simulator kind of thing uh so right now it's just one character that you have and the the level is really limited, but the idea is that you can uh, skate around, you can do different tricks. There's there's pipes. There's uh, I definitely jumped off that balcony a couple of times. Uh, but the character is this really peppy looking girl with a this pink ponytail, really bright clothing, and it's all in your face. It's all in your face. It's all in your face, like her whole body. The boob physics on it are kind Severe of Severe jiggle physics. Yeah. yeah. That was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> I think that's the first thing I said to you, Alex. I was like, yeah. uh, her chest is like really Well, well if you play a tutorial, they want you to notice. It, it's, it's very overt. <laughs> Do you guys think that you would have watched the Skater XL uh, demo that Arona sent us if it had boob physics? Like, <laughs> I would have like, considered it. Okay, got it. I just want to make sure. <laughs> you got to you got to pull the room. <laughs> yeah, let's let's pull the pull the group again. So Neon Tail, the thing that drew me to it was that it looks like Jet Set Radio without the graffiti. And, and uh, yeah, I was gonna say, like, I want to know what they're gonna do with the game. Like what other elements they're gonna incorporate into the game because it's it's very limited right now. Yeah, but I can see a story mode and I can see missions and different things you have to do, including I mean they did have a trick system in there, so I mm-hmm. wonder how in depth they can get. They could easily throw in some grabs and some really I, intense grinds. I actually I think the control scheme is pretty fascinating. So the the right trigger is your forward momentum. Your left trigger is a backward momentum, but then you use the left stick and it like contextually decides how it's going to work. So if you're holding forward momentum and you hold forward, that'll obviously pull you forward. But while you're going forward, if you slide to the left or right on the stick, mm-hmm. it'll sort of do like a shimmy walk like you might see somebody doing on a skating rink. Or like uh, if you're using the backward momentum, your stator looks like uh, it reminds me a lot, even like the momentum of roller skate, uh, not roller skating, ice skating, like uh, the Olympics when they're doing like uh, backward skating as they're getting momentum to do the spins and stuff. So it, it, I think it's it's got a good foundation. I, I sort of wonder how they can expand upon the trick set because, like you said, Alex, maybe I missed something, but what I saw was mostly grinding. Yeah. Yeah, you can so do some like jumps and like spins. Uh, you can do a couple of backflips. I noticed. It it does have that point system though, which makes me wonder if it's just going to be strictly based around that, or if 
there will be missions or some type of story to go along with it. I feel like you could get a lot out of a mission or even just a story about helping the community. Like, oh, this person's running late. Get on my back. I will roller skate you there. Or, you know, something like that would be like super cute and like fun, considering that the aesthetic is almost cell shaded. Uh, real quick, Joel, uh, for, uh, I thought the, the triggers were what turns you. And uh, because for me, at least that's what it was. And that's kind of why I wanted to like kind of pair it with talking about Skater XL because this triggers being the turning. But I could be hmm. wrong. Well, may, no, I, th- I don't think so. Because I think the right stitch is what sort of pivots you on a, a swivel. Like uh, when they were doing the tutorial, they would have you hold the right trigger to go forward and then uh, have the left stitch go up then tilt the stick real quick to swivel you around and then you would hold the switch to the left uh trigger to continue your momentum while you're staying backwards so uh, unless i was misreading the controls that's how i interpreted it okay it um also I, real fast like the characters movements are super fast yeah they are it, again yeah, very it, fluid it, and yeah, it feels really good. Like, like I said, the foundation, the core movement is really sound. So I hope these developers get a chance to expand upon it, really flesh out the move set, and, and make it feel like a really cohesive, complete package over time. So Joel, I noticed you were uh, logging into it a couple of times earlier. Did mm-hmm. you also have a problem with the screen not loading? No, but I did have a problem where if I went to the tutorial, I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. So I had to just boot out of the tutorial and restart it. And I did that a few times because I did the whole thing where, like, in Ocarina of Time where you have the – that owl who's just giving you, like, a dissertation about controls. And they say, do you want to hear this again? And it defaults to yes instead of no. Yeah. (laughs) It does does the same thing here. (laughs) So, like, I incidentally, like – you know, do you want to do tutorial? Yes. Crap. Son <laughs> of a bitch. By the way, you were right on the triggers. I just uh, rewatched the video. Oh, I know. See, Metal, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid doesn't give you that choice. They just cram more tutorial at you. Well, clearly you needed it. Listen, they gave, we'll, we'll get we to that. We, Hold on to this stuff until we get to it. We can talk about it more In the later. backlog blog. Jeez, guys. Okay. Okay. okay, I, I just follow I also, the agenda. <laughs> the agenda. Uh, okay, I just also want to say right now, f- this game is, I believe, $10 on Steam, Neon Tail. It is currently still in early access. And I uh, wanted to shout out Faye, the guy on Discord, who got us the codes. So thank you very much. Neon Tail was a lot of fun, and I'm interested to see how it develops, especially considering how it feels and feeling so close to something like a jet set radio. I've been fiending for that for a while. Yep. He's definitely doing God's work with the, the boob graphics there. Thank you so much. <laughs> Why? Ne- Come on. Next they should, next they should work on an Olympic stating competition game. Ooh, see, oh. that would be good. And you could do that in this game. You could do these races and who like can get skate. the, the like sharpest a, turn. Yeah. An ice yeah. skating level. Yeah. yeah. Well, not a bad week for our early adopters. Watch me do an Xbox 360 kickflip into the news. But first, a break. (laughs) 
we're back. Back with the news. Not all the news. Just the news that we passed a note to in Homeroom, hoping they'd say they also liked liked us. You guys like that? You like that one? I like I that did. a lot. I like like that a lot, lot. There we go. I'm really trying to seduce the news more and more. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like you're going backwards into high school, and that's you're going to be getting to like middle school glancing out of the corner and not wanting to like acknowledge that your interest fine i'll age it also, up a little bit one that also, i want to retire with they, also if you're talking about seducing the news within earshot of the news segment it you're no longer successfully seducing it they know what's up <laughs> yeah they know what's up <laughs> what do you want them to send a dick pic to the news well, I mean, not if they're a middle schooler, no. Tw- oh, God, how old is the news? No, cutting, cutting. First piece of news. Torchlight Frontiers. This the news o- is less than a week old. It is. That's true. No, no, hold on. Warcraft 3 is on here. Okay, hold Warcraft on. Warcraft 3 has to be pretty old. Is any of this news 18? <laughs> Torchlight Frontiers has been around for a very long time. The online MMO has changed to be Torchlight 3. Uh, we applied for a beta code for Torchlight Frontiers. No wonder they didn't get back to us. Damn. Is this really an MMO, or is it like Temtem, where it's like MMO and name only? Uh, look at uh, Diablo as the way it was online. They, they were going to make it pretty much online only. It's not yeah, really an online not an game. MMO. Yeah, I think they were going like that route, and I think they're going full just like story mode, as opposed to like an ongoing narrative like a Destiny. So you all know the way Torchlight sort of came about? Explain. Uh, if I recall correctly, it was sort of born out of people's frustration with Diablo 3 mm-hmm. and the online auction house and the state that it released in. Uh, and some former Diablo devs came together and made Torchlight as a response. I thought Torchlight was older than that. I, I don't think so. I'm on it. Joel, give me the next piece of news. Oh, I was searching that. Okay, uh, Atari, the brand you know and love, Pitfall, E.T., Custer's Revenge. Uh, they are having plans for hotels to be opening around the world. Atari-themed mm. hotels. I believe Chicago is one of the locations. For what purpose? You know why. I mean, because you don't the- want wood-paneled beds? You don't want to jump over a pit to get into your room? Uh, Pitfall's great. Yeah, Pitfall's great. I would great. do that. Do you remember the PlayStation 1 Pitfall? No. It was I remember hit. the box art, but I never played it. It was a fun one. Also, uh, Joel Diablo came out 2012. Torchlight came out 2009. Damn. All right. So, still only 11. Rond. Well, okay. maybe Torchlight 2 was what inspired... Or was inspired by Diablo three. Get I on that, Alex. There was... Could be. Could May- be. Well, or maybe I'm misremembering it. Maybe people were pissed and people were veering everybody else to go to Torchlight instead. Maybe that's what I remembered. Oh well. Uh, Atari Hotels. Why? Next piece of news. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna go. Uh. Well, you know what we could do? We can do an IRL on it where we all go and stay at the Atari Hotel. I'm not, share, cool. I'm not sharing a bed with you ever again. Okay. <laughs> no, no, what you got to do I'd is... Give them you, money. I don't want to You guys both lay on a different bed in the room, and you have to toss the pillow back and forth like you're playing Pong. 
See, there we go. Now that's an idea. You got to get like a like top down view. Again, cut this so that we can talk about this bit later. We can get it done. Oh. <laughs> the the hotel elevators are like the game Kaboom where there's the little robber die up top and yep. dropping the ho- the yep. elevators in lanes. Mhm. Hmm. But it's if all they have is if they have an arcade near the pool and they only have Atari games, I'm going to be bummed. Also, um I'm not sure I'm comfortable with an arcade right by the pool. Like it's oh, that, not like a it's not like a swim been the case. like a like a swim up bar. No. I don't think he was literally talking about poolside. No, <laughs> I'm like machines. I'm like what about all the, the electronics <laughs> no, and stuff? No, like no, I'm gonna be spl- I'm gonna be splashing around. It's like you one room over. We might actually have to go now so yep. that Kevin can experience the magic of having an arcade next to the pool. There's one in Schaumburg. I'll take them myself to a, a pool that has an arcade next to it. Which one over here? Uh, I have to remember. I went with my family recently. All right. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to do like a middle school uh, kid's yeah. birthday party and yep. stay in the night <laughs> in a hotel exact, room and exactly go swimming, play at the arcade, order pizza in. That's what the birth. I went to ver- I went to a family birthday party. It was some, ki- some one of their kids' birthday, and that's yes, what they did. Yes, every, everybody has been to one of those birthday parties. That, sounds, that was my that first. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that was my first. You, you, you explain that <laughs> in the details in the context of that being a middle schooler's birthday, and I'm like, uh, nope. Nope, four hours of the lazy river, and then I eat some cake and pizza. Done. <laughs> See, but I had never experienced that till recently, and then Joel explained it and described it like perfectly to a T. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's a thing I just never experienced as a kid. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Next piece of news, Respawn announced season four of Apex Legends with a new legend, and then proceeded to promptly kill him in an interview. Patrick Warburton, no! So wait, you don't get your new character? No, he was killed by a robot, a half-robot cyborg assassin, and that's the new character. I still assert that's not Patrick Warburton. I'll look into it. He, he, he sounds similar-ish, but Patrick Warburton has a very, very distinct voice. He, did you, he, he sounded close. I thought he sounded close. Close-ish? I mean, Warburton has this, like, deep, low booming dynamic voice and the guy who did the voice on that had a more like grisly sound to his voice hmm. i might be picking nits here but like that that dude doesn't change his voice he has the same voice for everything he does so that's why i'm kind of unsure oh, about that maybe 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 joel give me the next one i'm gonna look that up <laughs> I'm gonna I, already, Googling stuff. I already did it's not <laughs> I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to burst burst your Burton. No, it's it's okay, Harwood. How did you feel H. John Benjamin did as Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid Three? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Blizzard Vine for most evil company by selling Warcraft Three Reforged with hardly any upgrades. So what happened here? There, the animation has 20 FPS. You cannot add modded maps in any previous maps that were modded from old World of Warcraft now are owned by Blizzard. And there's no updated cutscenes. There's a lot going on here. What do you mean mm. not updated? I thought they remastered the cutscenes. Turns out they didn't. Oh, nice. Oh, 
I I read a little bit into this. It's like half baked. I think like some assets are updated and more current ish looking, and some clearly aren't. It's kind of like the Final Fantasy IX effect, where like all the main characters are a lot cleaner looking than character models, but then like everything else in the background looks like complete mud still. Yeah, and uh, the whole legalese that they put in about the level creation stuff is basically because like the dotas of the world spawned from warcraft 3 right yeah yep so i'm guessing that's in some way them trying to like prevent people from spawning off new stuff from their game yeah it's essentially and it's kind of a bummer because again that's how dota got started and that's how other things happened from there so i mean that's uh, was it Dota Underlords is a was a mod off of Dota 2 that became its own game. So it kind of just leads to more stuff being created, but they're just shutting that down early. There's I mean, it's, there's, it's their game. I mean, I don't agree with it, but it's it's their choice, I guess. And, like, do I think the next Dota or big spinoff of a game is going to come from a re-release of a game from, what, 15, 20 years ago now? I don't know. Yeah, and then there are mass refunds and talk of a class action lawsuit, but there's a class action lawsuit kind of on everything. Wait, what, what are we going to sue this about? <laughs> this, they, Who's people, getting sued here? People claim that the stuff that they were promised didn't actually happen. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, it's perfectly, yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of <laughs> stuff that was promised that never came about. Oh, I feel so I, bad. I didn't for you do guys. anything. What Joel? are you talking about? <laughs> I feel so bad well, for like, you guys. I thought we moved on from early adopter. Are you gonna let the stater video thing go? No, I'm talking about Stadia. Yeah. Oh um, <laughs> you guys made that bed, you can sleep in it. Stadia came out and said that uh, really the game dev should endure endorse. What are you writing here? Uh, <laughs> he also wanted me to Sta- put in the news that he like based a note or something like that, he's he's out of control tonight. <laughs> okay, what so, is so, happening? <laughs> so Stadia came out saying that it was basically on game developers to bring their games to Stadia. It isn't their responsibility. <laughs> the, their statement was something essentially that, and it, it's kind of crazy because no other platform holder would say something like that and in fact most platform holders have people in departments that actively court third party developers and indies to come to their ecosystem like the kind of like i don't know if it's smugness or if it's just like an ignorance about how this should work (laughs) it feels like half and half kind of amazing well then you also got to throw out there the fact that they're giving away stadia to anybody who gets sony fios and then you also got to throw in the fact that it came out that uh, it was always implied, or at least it wasn't messaged properly, that when you become a founder, you get Destiny 2. But that turns out you only get to keep it as long as you're subscribed. Which I, I, I think are, at the who's end. Who's even of... playing Destiny on Stadia? Like six people? Mm-hmm. There are dozens of them. Dozens. Uh, <laughs> God, we've upset but... the Linux community again. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Jeez, this is the worst. Episode. You're not. You're going to turn away our one fan. Alec knows where to find me. He can. He can kill me later. Episode I, title. This is the worst one. I think. Uh, 
I, I don't know, guys. I, I think uh, Doodle did a great job of selling me and Alex a $130 Chromecast. <laughs> and it gets very hot. And that controller is cool looking. That's about it. On the plus side, you can plug it into your PC and use it as is. So. Ooh, you, you, you tried that out? No, but I did read and confirm you can do it. So. Okay, I'll test that out later because that's a yeah. that's a good use of that. I would. It's just... a decent controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one one of the things they did right. Yep. Last piece of news: no new Switch for 2020. So there goes those rumors. Switch Pro is out the window. Uh, for God. now. It was funny that they said that so matter-of-factly. They're just like, nope, done. Well, I, the rumors had been building since last like mid-year last year. And like, like part of the recent stuff has been people claiming to be reviewing uh, supply chains and trying to keep track of like uh, chip manufacturers' sales and where they're going to and, and what type of chips. And, hey, it's just, I don't know. Dude, we've already had this conversation, so I won't rehash it, but... Everybody knows where I stand on the iterative console update stuff. I, d- give it another year. Let it let it get to a point where it's on the cusp of really being irrelevant and then come out with the next Switch. Like they did with the 3DS. <laughs> Still upset about that one? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Never let that go. Damn news. Why you got to treat me like that? <laughs> I'll holla at you later. Let's what, at break. the high school dance? Yep. <laughs> Hey, that one's aged up a little bit. But uh, I'll I'll give you Sadie Hawkins. How about that? Uh, there we uh, go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seems like somebody didn't get invited to that dance. <laughs> <laughs> we we called it turnabout. Oh yeah, we called it turnabout too. Turnabout. We called it turnabout. Too. And no, turnabout I didn't get asked. Play. Yep. I got I got asked by like friends. let's take a break I had a lot of friends who were girls with the backlog blog where we play old games we made our friends play against their will <laughs> it, do, it does feel that way <laughs> at this well, just one you agreed to it <laughs> well this is three and at this point i i, well, I, I met one friend not one oh. game okay <laughs> it was funnier kev's wife said to him it doesn't it seems like you, they want they really want you to like that game and then you just tell them they hate it and then they're kind of like just try just try it some more just try it some more. <laughs> so, Kev, you beat Metal Gear Solid Three. I did, I did. I I beat that game. Um, it was bittersweet. Um, you see, you see why that it was my favorite one of the entire series. Like it was the best ones up to that point. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's very, it's still very much like, like lost. Where, like, they answer one thing, and they also, like, open up five new mysteries. So there's always this, like, am I actually going to get any closure on this specific detail with this series? But this, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot here, you guys. First of all, 
worst setting of any of the three games. <laughs> I just... The jungle? Not a big mm-hmm. fan of the jungle. No. Huh? And I just don't care about it that much, to be honest. Um, and the camouflage? And I'm, the camouflage was so... Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm so necessary. I'm, I'm mixed on the camouflage. <laughs> and, and I think one of the best parts about it is that, like, the regular camouflages? No. Like, whatever. Who cares about that? We could talk about the problematic black... Blackface camouflage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but mostly, I want to talk about like the special ones, like okay. the like the Raiden mask, or <laughs> or like the like the Kabuki, um, like like a lipstick, and like not Kabuki. Maybe it, it was Kabuki. I think. Yeah. But- um. But yeah, like. So the funny thing about that one in particular is I had it on for like right before like a major story cutscene happened at the very end of the game. Yeah. It was like when I came to boss in the in the flowers uh in that in the in that like meadow I had that on so every time it would cut to like some dramatic shit happening, <laughs> Snake's got this dumb fucking <laughs> face paint on. <laughs> like it's so dumb, but uh, at I the just... same time, it like really made me laugh in the moment. Like right, I had that on my face, and now this is how the game is ending. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we get to the before we get there. Uh, just saying, if anybody wasn't prepared for this, of course we're going to spoil the ending of Metal Gear Solid Three and continue on every time we have Kevin on to talk about him. So, so, uh, so let's let's round back to the beginning here. Uh, Hartwood, how did you feel about the beginning? Because when you are uh, sort of dropped into the jungle in uh, Soviet Union, Russia ish, I think so. Area, yeah. Uh, you are wearing the Raiden mask. <laughs> When yeah, how did you feel out. about that initially? Yeah. Um Well, just purely because like I saw like the trailer for this game, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be right in this any any like, <laughs> right. like I I I was pretty confident at that point that like ha 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 But there was still part of me that was like how long Am I going to have to deal with this joke? <laughs> like, because, like, I could easily see Kojima, which I don't know if you guys know this, but he wrote and directed this game. Um, <laughs> so if you, if you had just look it up, Hideo Kojima, um, turns out he's all over, he's got his little fingerprints all over this game series. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I could see him taking that joke out over, like, like a 30-minute period of time of gameplay, like, for no reason other than, like, I gotcha, like, well, like if you I'm, remember, the, I'm the Andy Kaufman of video game developers, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember, in Metal Gear Solid 2, you play a snake for, like, two to three hours. Yeah. And then I did he not, pulls the wool out from under you. Yeah, I did not think... I was going to have to play as Raiden, to be honest. I was like, yeah. Um, So, clarify for me. This was Naked Snake? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Okay, because like, which now, I'm just gonna call him Big Boss Baby, because that's what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a great revelation at the end of the game. Yes, I definitely did not see that coming. Yeah, I because sort, you were, sort you were of, confused with him. Them kept talking about the boss, and you're like, "That's gotta yeah, be Big Boss." And it's like, right, what? and so I sort of thought like, "Oh." The big reveal was that the boss is a woman, so, like, why can't the boss be a woman? Of course. And that, like, her, like, the, them referring to the big boss later is just, like, because that's in the future, or was oh, a simulation, man. or some nanobot shit, so. <laughs> so um, far you know, up its own ass. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing, is that because it does do things like that enough, you sort of every turn you're like, where's it gonna go? But ass this time, but this game, I thought finished way stronger than uh, number two, and it's purely because uh, number two, you know, fucking number two was on a breakaway in basketball, and like bricked a slam dunk. Um. Whereas this game shot like 10 three-pointers in the last quarter. I don't know. None of us are basketball people. I, so I don't know why I'm trying to make sports metaphors with you chumps. Like, I, it I kind sense of, to me. I okay, kind of feel like the better I, – I feel like the better comparison, and I know it's this isn't a trilogy, so to speak, but I kind of feel like Metal Gear Solid 2 is more of like the Empire Strikes Back of the Metal Gear Solid games, at least one through four, in that it lends it ends on this unresolved, really like segment where there's still a lot of questions that are just left out there to hang. I, I wish it was unresolved, but then they got back together. You know well, what? You're, this is not your th- focus. <sighs> your problem is you're focusing on the rose thing, and I'm thinking more about like the larger Fair. world at play because it, like, it, because it ends up with Ocelot slash. Uh, liquid Snake escaping in a yeah. Metal Gear and it ends with Snake diving after them into the ocean I, th- I so, believe in a real sounds, it ends with like me. it ends with Raiden uh, killing off Solidus and really sort of being like unplugged in a way that sort of shifts his whole perception like, like of the world too and, yeah he is fucked up at the end of it yeah um so, no, so, like, yeah, I would agree that, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 is, like, the the brain fuck, like, every, <laughs> everything is, every, everything you've known is wrong, uh, sort of, of, of the, the three of them, for sure. Um, I will tell you, uh, and I'm just jumping around here, so stop me if you guys want to, like, touch on something uh, specific, but I... Sp- specifically think that Ocelot was the best part of this game. Okay. You, I, you, you liked him as, as the way he was a brass young man? I think it was perfect. He's almost kind of pouty and bratty. Yeah, yeah. there's. I think <laughs> there's no better way. I, I think it was just so good. And the second best part of this game is the boss. Obviously, like yep. the boss is really amazing. But um, I mean, how do you, how do you like, how do you punish a, a brat who is throwing a tantrum? You hit him in the face with a motorcycle. Yeah, and like <laughs> and and he like brushes it off. 
But then there's this sense of it's it's almost okay. Have you guys watched uh, Samurai Shampoo? Yes. yes. Okay. It's almost like they like especially in three. Um, that Snake and Ocelot have this, like, Mugen and Jean thing where, like, they're so different from each other stylistically, but they've just sort of both agreed mentally, like, they're going to be the one that kills the other one. Um, like, and the way that, like, Ocelot gives you a hand several times throughout, uh, the end of it, um... Really, I think it's like a good example of like it is complex between the two of them. So yeah, they it's, they sort of allude to some sort of kinship between the yeah. two, or like a begrudging respect of each other. In it's some like way. it's like I only want to kill you or be killed by you. Like that, it's it's very yeah. They have a very like like a samurai dynamic in this. It's in my in my view, and uh, it helps that I have been watching shampoo recently. So, um, but yeah, I, like, I thought I liked I th- when a snake naked snake taught him how to use a revolver. Yeah. I just, the transition from him using the, the, uh, like automatic pistols to the single action revolvers, like that, his whole progression there. Um, and then it became like very clear that he, you never really see him go full out. Like he's always like kind of like a like a Vegeta character, like like cocky and brash, but like um, like kind of dope as fuck to be honest. Um, yeah, fucking Ocelot was the shit in this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now uh, mm-hmm. another note I had was uh, it's not Colonel Campbell. It's actually Major Tom. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> did, did you like Major Tom? Uh, I appreciated it being different. Well, they he, he his code name <laughs> changes to zero partway through, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I appreciated it being different. Also, oh, and this is so. This is something I talked about a lot, especially in the first several episodes of the actual streaming. Um. I love, and I am totally blanking on her name, so forgive me. I love the save mechanics girl. Paramedic. Uh, and yeah, so she. Ah, uh, every time you save, instead of giving you some philosophical crap or hounding you about your relationship, <laughs> okay, um, you get. Oh, hey, Snake, have you seen 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? And then, of course, he hasn't seen any of them because he's a, like a busy spy and these are all new movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for whatever reason, that like focus of her, like I immediately was like, yes, these are all fucking classic sci-fi B-movies. Um, and I appreciated that a lot, actually. I so think- that, that was a huge improvement. <laughs> I think she's the only one that doesn't come back. Because Major Zero and Paramedic... Not Paramedic. Uh, who was the, uh, the the guy that helped you 
Talk about your health and survival. Sigint. Sigint. Sigint is a character that you he has he he has more of an arc later on. Like you see what happens to him. You see what mm. happened to Zero, but I don't think you see Paramedic again. I gotta double check. She's on that, just like chilling in her house, watching movies. Completely normal person that didn't have like a revenge story and didn't become somebody crazy. Yeah, she's just <laughs> like, and like it turns out she's just being honest with you the whole time. <laughs> it's kind of refreshing. She didn't lie to you at all. Um, yeah, so um, I really liked that. That that, that made saving a, a pleasant experience for me. And maybe it was just dice rolls. I felt like at times of high stress where I just wanted to quick save, they like I was really in sync with her. <laughs> like I get like like it felt very like we had a digital connection. Like when I'm just looking at stage, she's like, Are you here to save say? Go ahead. Alright, peace. Like, oh wow. That's exactly what I was in oh, okay, good. Very refreshing. By the way, I was totally wrong. She does do stuff. She was one of the people that brought back Gray Fox, the cyborg hey, ninja. Hey. Remember how I'm doing this blind playthrough of Metal Gear Solid games? No, I'm talking about MGS one. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, never mind. I'm never playing that again. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, anyway, uh, uh, go ahead, one thing can't, I wanted to mention. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention, because I actually uh, I played through the first part of the Virtuous Mission before we recorded tonight, just sort of as a refresher. And from a story point-wise, it's been so long, I forgot how on the nose some of the foreshadowing is of... Mm-hmm. Something so like for for instance, starting out, the boss is actually one of your advisors, uh, and virtuous mission that she turns on you and goes with Volgen and and the Russians, uh, the insurrection there, and when they first introduce her on the radio signal, she goes into a big spiel about what it means to be a soldier or a warrior and like the difference between fighting for your own cause versus fighting for a government and how enemies change based on what the government, you know, wants to direct their new target <laughs> at. And it's like, you know, with, with the foreshadowing with like no, knowing what the game is, I was like, man, yeah, <laughs> they gave you a lot of clues as to what might happen. <laughs> they just lay, they lay it all out for you. Yeah. And also like, I don't know if you notice this Hartwig, but there is kind of a funny little bit of, uh, history repeating itself or at least like rhyming in a way where she is similar to master miller slash liquid snake in the first game correct she's got right? the, blonde, the blonde hair yeah there's Bl- a lot blonde of blonde hair is sort of like shown yeah. as an ally starting out and then has a quick early turn to being uh, the main antagonist yeah um and let's not forget about and boy did it you guys boy did it did love bloom on the battlefield and i'll tell you guys it did a lot there i kept an eye out and at least a half dozen times i found myself yelling into the camera that i am watching love bloom on the battlefield right now (laughs) i think we have definitive proof that love definitely can bloom on the battlefield it 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 Okay, I uh, I thought it was hot, but I felt like did Eva's jacket need to be unzipped like the whole goddamn time? <laughs> Can we not have like a a 
like a stitch of uh, of like decor. I don't know. It just seems like a lot. Yep, <sighs> she was definitely the, that's the thing is that Kojima has this way with character with female characters that he will sexualize them almost like a Quentin Tarantino, but then he'll also do something weird with them, like where Boss has s- giant scars across her body with snake that that end up becoming a live snake. Yeah, like there okay. There are a lot of parts of even almost especially this game because you can in the second one you can cop out on the oh it was a simulation all along like like you can use that in this one it's like real 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 like it's like the story of Ocelot that formed the simulation program that they blah 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 and um but like the bosses in this game very little uh background on them which was kind of disappointing to me there's more probably on uh the sorrow well no there's less about the sorrow well um, no you you find out that the sorrow was dating boss and then she had to throw him off a bridge yeah but that that doesn't explain anything about the ghosts or yeah. the hallucinate. Like that's yeah, you, he was you, a ghost you, dude. you see, on. yes, you see how that's yeah, hey, not hold on, let me an tell, answer. When, when, when Patrick Swayze loves a woman very much, what what is <laughs> what is I, I, I like where you, this is going. You you just started a sentence with when Patrick Swayze. And there's no possible direction that you could go with this that makes sense. So Wait, I is that just... where the is that where the term ghosting comes from? Well, that's where I'm Swayze comes from. It means I'm ghosting no. you. There's okay. there's a reference in the show community about ghosting, like in pottery class, but no, mm. ghosting someone like just disappearing. I don't think people are thinking of Patrick Swayze. Hey, but rapper, but rappers will say I'm Swayze. Which so Harwood, like, especially this game out of the Metal Gear series, they they steep the whole setting in based in real world events, but then twist it in these bizarre ways that are almost like bordering on the line of nonsensical. But yeah. it's just like right within the margin is still being slightly believable. But it, it is the individual characters and activities that you encounter in the game that are like supernatural, absurd, uh, you know, not possible kind of stuff. And, and this game, more so than even one and two in some ways, like it almost feels like a cartoon in that way. Yeah. <laughs> right? it, it, it like... If number two and one, but especially number two, suffered from the, this game is taking itself very seriously and wants me to do that, but also at the same time, I stood under somebody's pee stream mm-hmm. for, <laughs> for, ni- for 90 seconds in it. Yep. So, like, if two suffers from that, like, a little bit, three suffers from that a lot of bit. Like, it, don't ask me to take the survival mechanics of this game seriously when, like, 
all of this other stuff is happening right now. Okay, it's, now now you're conflating gameplay with the the story. I'm I am doing stuff. what I'm <laughs> here to do, baby, which is bring you motherfuckers hot but accurate takes about this game. Well, you also did not true. You, you also did not learn about CQC. I learned ish about it and was poorly executing it for ninety five percent of the game. Yes, <laughs> that's accurate. But for the rest, of the, for the but then I did a, a lovely job. I think you figured it out at the the fight the the Colonel Volgan fight. It was because all you could do is just knock him down. I'm like I'm just gonna keep doing this, which was that that is the third to last fight, and then it's a getaway <laughs> sequence boss fight, then hey. final boss fight. And Which, did you see me sneaking around in yeah, the final battle? That's what I'm saying is you did really well with the boss. You <laughs> you were sneaking around, you stealthed her, she couldn't find you, and you, you sniped her. It was great. You did a very just, good job. It just shouldn't have taken that long for you to get there. There we go. Yeah. I uh I don't I don't I don't do things by accident. <laughs> all I can all I can say to you is that it took me a matter of like forty minutes to get through that prologue part. Because while I would agree with you, Hartwood, that the controls are antiquated and they're not smooth and you have to like reacquaint yourself with how to control in this awkward position where like first person view wasn't a common thing in games mm-hmm. during the PS2. So like they've got this weird thing where you have to hold the square button to aim and then R1 to like looking first person view oh but then you have to let go of square to actually shoot the shot <laughs> while yeah. you're in the first person view so, so, like, I... so besides that like the act of sneaking and being uh like covert and trying not to be noticed it is totally doable if you actually engage in the game the way it wants you to yeah definitely i believe you i believe you I've i just seen, you just I've don't seen have it you don't have any fucking patience, and that's the problem. No, I don't. <laughs> you just want to run through the whole damn thing instead my of just therapist, like learning my to stop and like take a second, hide out, let them calm down their take suspicion. a second, take no. ninety seconds, and then another ninety seconds. Which, by the way, the countdowns well, happen at arbitrary. At pa- I tried. <laughs> I am not very good at this game. Okay. And I was thinking about this earlier today. Part of my problem is the fingering. <laughs> that's that's right. Settle phrasing, down. Phrasing. You're, you're you're all adults. Okay. False. Yes. I had I had a. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm not saying to, anything over here. Back to fingering. <laughs> he, he's just he's excited about the Jesus fingering. <laughs> so wait. I don't even remember what else I was talking about. Now yeah. it's just fingering. The controls. Um, right, right. That's how you control your fingers when you're... Oh, no, wait. Um, Move okay, on from so, the word finger. Oh, boy. Now, now, it, just, <laughs> now it sounds funny. Okay. So, no, so what I was going to say was, I think that if I was exposed to this game, when I was... Before I was exposed to, like, two-stick movement, um, like, with a controller... And like first person shooting, um, and like what like trigger shooting like as we know it, um, then I think I probably could have adjusted to the controls more easily, but uh, it still was tough breaking breaking all those 
you know, muscle memory. Okay, so now I just want to recap real quick. Kevin? Yes. You died what looks to be 88 times, where in MGS1, we didn't have two because the game crashed on you when you were trying to get this rating, so you didn't end up continuing. But in MGS1, you died 100 times. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Where are you seeing that I died... 80 times. Continue. Where it says continue, 88 times. 88. Continue? Mm-hmm. That's how many times I continued. <laughs> yeah, after, after you died. died. Yeah, when do you continue in a yeah, game? And then, then on you top, know, sometimes I save it. I'm not saying anything. I'm actually, I was I was commending you that <laughs> go you got on, Go you on, go on. Thank you. Then, um, just for reference, MGS3 roughly took you around 20 hours. For MGS1, it ended up being... No, MGS one was short. It, for MGS two, it was twenty three to four hours. Man, okay. And then um, you were yeah. That MGS- game was a slog. Yeah. <laughs> MGS one, you were codename Elephant. MGS three, you were Alligator. Much better. Um, I'm, I was really happy with that actually. Uh, and I think reminder- it's just because you murdered everybody. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and th- and this, I just I wrote yeah, this in the notes, great. and I want to say it out loud. Uh, Alligators, apex predators, and they are perfect killing machines. And their biology has been perfected over generations of apex predation. So, and I wrote this that, in the that, notes: If alligators are so great, then why do they live in igloos? You know what? I had to <laughs> scroll down to see that you had an additional note there. <laughs> if alligators do live in igloos, which I'm not entirely sure about the accuracy of that statement, but if they do, I commend them for learning how to build igloos. Okay, Kev, uh, before we get into the questions real quick, give me your ranking of the first three Metal Gear Solids. Compared to each other, you mean? Yes. Number one, two, and three, go. um, Oh, boy. I would say... I would say three, two, one so far. Really, you really didn't like one, huh? I it I liked it, um, but I don't know. I feel like if if there was more, I think corridoring. Well, I guess I put three above it anyways. Um, I don't know. That's hard. That's harder than a on the spot because because now I'm rethinking it. Um, I really, you guys, and I'm sorry, but it really tainted things, and that was just a choice that was made by them. Uh, I really hate the way two ended, <laughs> and I and I know that I am perseverating on that. Um, and that it, it that is what it is, but it might be it might even be three, one, two. Well, for what it's worth, I don't think people loved the ending of two when it came out either. So okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think you're in bad company there. Uh, it's my personal opinion that like one is great from a story standpoint because it doesn't get so crazy in the Kojima bullshit that it detracts too much from like the the core thrust of the story. Like it's a cohesive story that has a beginning middle and end that kind of made sense within the world that they framed there well and you know what you say yeah Yeah. you say that 
Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. And one, I was just gonna say, like, conversely, the gameplay has not aged well. Like, right. That's clearly uh, been like the biggest attraction of it. It does make me think, uh, and obviously, like, my playthrough of Metal Gear Solid One was sort of itself influenced by the the bad audio quality of the actual like uh, game that I was playing, but. Um, I, it, you say that, I'm thinking back to some of the really impactful sequences that they had in Metal Gear Solid 1, and you might be right. My ranking might actually be, and now that I'm really thinking about it, I liked the sneaking and the style of like moving throughout, even though it was a little wonky at first, like, and it's still pretty wonky. Like, I liked the corridoring of it versus like it being a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, so it might be my ranking might be one and then three and then two. Cause three had the best. Cause like whatever fighting the president on the fucking roof, like that's great. <laughs> you know what sucks the rest of that video game. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and fighting. And again, it, I come back to this, a sort of samurai comparison this like blossom field that you fight her in in the in the in the finale basically is the imagery is not by accident like it's definitely referencing like classic like kung fu like samurai movies oh yeah um, for sure and so that that and that's something that just appeals to me in general so i really i really liked that um and I felt like the boss battles in three were the most compelling. And, and like, I didn't feel like, even though they were weird, you guys, they were weird bosses in this one. I like okay. the, the, the flamethrower guy, the, the fury, he, because he, 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 he was, was talking like he was quoting David Bowie lyrics. I'll tell you what he, at this point, cause I started thinking like in anticipation of this episode, I was like, Let's think back about all the bosses and like what I actually really think. And he was honestly the most forgettable to me. Yeah. Um, the the bees, the bees, you guys. <laughs> that of of all the strange, whatever you want to call it, mutations or science, you know, like twisted experiments done by secret secret you know, black sites and, and stuff like that. Like whatever the lore explanation is for any of the other things, I want more on the bees. Uh, that, that is, and I don't know, maybe cause like all I know com entirely about metal gear solid four is that, uh, they try to tie up a lot of old stuff from old games. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether they're successful in that or not, I don't know. But they apparently try to do that a lot. Uh, and so... And I don't think I'm going to get anything on the bees. Um, which is fine. Like, I don't need to get anything on the bees. <laughs> it like, it kind of sounds I, like you need to get something on the bees. I don't. Because <laughs> I've, ex you know, I've accepted that maybe I don't. Like, there's never going to be a season... Of freaks and geeks like there's no there's never going to be a season two it ends how it ends and there's just no more it got canceled b guy got canceled or at least <laughs> i assume he does there's <laughs> um, so so yeah. um i will say that each each 
These are so the games are so lore heavy that there's like hidden data everywhere throughout all of the games. All of the games kind of reference different stuff. So at a certain point, and I don't want you to do it now because there is some extra stuff in there that refers to other games that you haven't played yet. There are detailed dossiers and background histories and what they did and what became of them. Brought up from where? Oh, Art- like, Artwood. Like when, found when, within the game? No, when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, they released an encyclopedia, a digital encyclopedia so some, on okay. PS3 with like information on like every single character that's been involved in the game in some form or another, what they've done through the entire history of the series. <laughs> so just and, like full, full retconning. Not no, retconning. not retconning, like info Stop. dump. No, because you you because you want to know what happened what, what what happened with the pain. how did he so start? So you're telling me that I'm gonna get deets on the B guy yes. that no. Kojima didn't just make up in anticipation of Metal Gear Solid Four? Okay, I, I'm gonna spoil this one thing for you. The B guy doesn't come back in four. Oh well, <laughs> now so much no. for detailed dossiers. No, but yeah, but, like, you but get, like, like the point the point is like they'll they'll give these characters a more full. Sure. Biography prior to the events of the game. Wait till you no, get I, would, I would read. I'll spoil this too. Then in five, you find that there's a character who researched the body of the pain and what was left of him. Well, and there's another character that makes an appearance from three. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll All right. That. Well, so much for my blind playthrough of Metal Gear Solid. Now, why I didn't tell you which character. <laughs> Come on. Okay, we're gonna move on from here. Wait, uh, hold yeah, we on. We still have like hold 15 on. questions and two more. Segments. Hold on, I I want to I, I just want to say two things. Yep. Um, that I remember. Um, before I started playing this game, you guys gave me a single word. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the game. Good memory. And and I I remember two of them. Uh, Getty, you gave me camouflage, yeah. <laughs> which which I think we know what you were referencing, obviously. Um, and Joel, you gave me ladder, yep, yep. Um, which was great, and I loved <laughs> it. When I encountered it as I was playing, I was like, ladder, 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 ladder. I was yeah. just like a very, it was a good, I was like, oh shit, this is a long fucking ladder. And then I had to jump, like I had to try. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was it was glorious. Okay, that's all, that's all. You gotta admit, that is one of the best theme songs ever. It is epic, and I'm I'm really grateful and thankful that I let it just run, at to sort of like build up steam for the final episode of of MGS three, um, because it is epic. It's it's Bond level. It, it's a Bond. It, it's it's epic, and the lyrics are hokey and silly yeah, in a way yeah. that perfectly fits the game. Some, yeah. Sometimes you'll uh, eat, you'll yeah, dine on a yeah. tree frog. Yep. <laughs> it's just it's. It's just very good. It's very, very good, and I think it's stuff like stuff like that, and that that definitely put it above two for me. Okay. Also for the next game, camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> Is he kidding? <laughs> well, we don't know. <laughs> okay. So we have questions from Twitter. Uh, okay. This segment- I am not looking at them. I've. Uh, Joel started this last week, and we're not going to do this every week, but again, with Kevin here, uh, we figured that this would be a fun thing for him. So the first one I'm going to read out loud from at rshall1, if you can imagine <laughs> who that is. 
You've mm. known for your scorching hot takes. What's your hottest video game take? Uh, um, Guitar Hero is a top 20 video game of all time. Uh, wow. You know what? I was... I didn't think you'd have one ready. That was pretty good. I don't agree with that at all. Hmm. I bet it's in top 30 or 40. It's a scorcher. That's tough. I think scorcher. I'd give it top 100. Okay. All right, uh, Joel, do you want to read the next one? Uh, this is from at Fitz Podcasts. When you're making pastry dough, how do you make sure you're getting the hydration just right? Um... Uh... Well, I think you have to be sure that you, uh, like, set the dough aside in, the like, a container to let it rise, and it sort of gets the, I don't know, <laughs> gets Wait, the moisture right. Pastry dough? What kind of pastry dough are you making? Well, I guess that's bread dough that you let, uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. that's good, that's is this a reference to something I don't know? I mean, when I'm no. making pie crust, I, 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 try I make... asked for... God, I, I was going to oh. say, when I'm making pie crust, I try and make sure that if I need a little bit of extra play in the dough, then I have some ice water on hand to sprinkle it in. But you don't want it to get too dough, uh, too wet. You want to make sure it's see, the right level. See, with a lot of the baking that we do sometimes uh, to keep stuff moist, we will put some like diced apple pieces in it, and the, the moisture from the apples tends to... like. Mm-hmm seep into everything else although i don't know you'd use that like for like a pastry dough although you you could fill a pastry dough have like a oh, fuck man i want to make <laughs> fucking fucking coffee cake or some, some shit. sort of like apple turnover thing yeah mm. damn okay good question okay <laughs> now uh getty i hope you don't mind i'm gonna read this one oh, uh, only because i want to adjust it here uh at damage boost pod he asked, and I'm going to adjust his question. He asked, is this a sexist video game title of all time? But I'm going to say, is this a sexist video game title or the sexiest video game title? <laughs> Snake Eater? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty sexy. Um, is it the sexiest video game title of all time? I would say no. Um, is it sexist? Is it sexist? Mm-hmm. No, the title of this game is not sexist. Okay, I, there, I think that there, might have been a typo. I think he might have meant sexiest. sexiest. I think. Okay. Yeah. Hey, listen, we we can talk about both. The yeah. title, not sexist. Some of the content in this game, problematic. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Okay, I definitely that doesn't and, change. And, and no, I don't. I, <laughs> that was that in unison. That does not surprise me at all. That it doesn't change the problematic nature of some of the, the some would argue stuff and it, that it gets worse. <laughs> oh, good! <laughs> I'm so glad I'm committed to this. At a certain um, point, you may be uncomfortable playing this in front of your significant other. Well, I played here. I'll tell you what: when we did Extra Life, okay, you want to talk about uncomfortable playing in front of your significant other? Uh, Samantha periodically popped on to see where we were at. Jumped in, first thing she sees, that penis dodging game. <laughs> Genital jousting? Genital <laughs> jousting. Top That's ten, all she saw. Top ten She's... game of all time. <laughs> That's a hot take. 
And okay. that is a hot take. That's a hot take. Um, so, yeah, what were we talking about? Pastries? No, no we're, we're talking sorry, about we sexy past- video game titles. <laughs> right, well, so, the, so in terms of video game titles, I don't think it's the sexiest either. Um, but off the top of my head, I can't think of like a like a particularly sexier name than than like Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Okay, um, I, I know we're doing along. I've got one more question though before we move on. Uh, Hartwidge, how do you feel about the name Shadowhod instead of Metal Gear for the big bipedal weapon thing this time? Well. As I understand, and may, I could be wrong about the, on this, but Shagohad sounds like a reference to, like a, um, like a Lovecraftian monster. Like I feel it. Like I, it might be. Don't quote me on that, but that's what it made me think of. And it definitely moved in a more like alive, dynamic way than the previous like Metal Gears did. Even though they they did they did move like animals sort of you know what I mean, but this this one was the first time that I was like that machine might be alive like Evangelion Evangelion style like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um so I liked it I liked that they didn't really lean into this is Metal Gear Shagohod or or whatever it was just the Shagohod and there was a lot of uh, tenacity to it so I, I liked that. Okay. Well, that was pretty intense. I can't wait for Kevin to play Old Snake, Geriatric Snake. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's one of the best keys for getting his keys and his ammo clips. <laughs> Stop, really? <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, I pop those blood pressure meds every couple hours. Oh, yeah. my God. Blood and thinners. He, and he's back on the diazepam. <laughs> yep. Let's talk about some shit we did in real life after the break. Back with our final segment. This is a real long one. Uh, we're going to call this segment IRL. Just to talk about some events and stuff going on in real life. That Last week, me and Getty went and saw the Near Orchestra in Rosemont, Illinois, near Chicago. Do you have the zip for that, too, in case people want to find it? The zip for it? You mean the link? The zip code? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> they can Google that. <laughs> I'll type in a link for let me Google that for you. Uh, yeah, we went, uh, we made a, a whole night of it. Uh, it was actually pretty mellow. I was real happy about getting to go uh, see it live. Um, a lot of cosplay. Mm-hmm. Alex saw some butt. That happened. Um, he got a t-shirt. I also got a t-shirt. It's nice. got, uh, what's his name on it? Emil. Emil. Big face of Emil. It's pretty good. Kind of creepy. The The cool thing about the the concert was the fact that you saw people in suits and gowns because they're there to see an orchestra. And then you just saw hoodies and Star Wars t-shirts. And then you saw people in full cosplay. 
with wigs and like blindfolds and stuff like that. So it was a very weird dynamic to be like, oh, that's a really cool like guy in a suit jacket. That's a nice suit jacket. Oh, that dude is literally just wearing sweatpants. <laughs> so that was that was pretty fun. The they didn't have a whole lot of merch, so that's why we got a shirt. I think shirts is all they had really, and uh, CDs. Yeah, they had some CDs. But I, I really appreciate the way that they played through the songs. They really led you on a trip through the games with citing different events that happened and then playing a song that went along with it. And then they would interject with, uh, like, voice clips from the characters explaining a little bit of backstory. Yeah, so it actually followed the path and the story. So if you were somebody who had never played the game, like me and Getty have never played the original Nier, it really played along with the story and picked the ones that were more important. And then there was intermission, and then they did the same for Nier Automata. And they gave, like, little sentences in between, little, you know, just one, just a couple sentences here and there, some actual voice acting of the Japanese actors, and they would give you some story to go along with it. And then an awesome, awesome rendition of the song. Uh, I live-tweeted the event, including tweeted about a vendor that looked like he was straight out of a baseball game walking around with a cart full of lemonades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stopped in front of Alex at one point. Yeah. But he kept, he kept like, like hot he, wasn't, dogs. he wasn't just selling, like, the, the he was actually watching. I don't think so he I was sold like, a single thing. I was just pumped that he was involved and actively trying to listen to what was going on. Oh, yeah. So that was pretty neat. And then uh, other than that, uh, I, I liked the whole show. They didn't play the song I wanted, but I then realized that the song I wanted, which was the song from the village in the trees, uh, had a lot of children singing, and that one wouldn't have played over because they only had the, the regular chorus yeah. instead of... Oh, that makes sense. But they yeah. still played the one from the amusement park, which was so good. It was so kind of creepy. It was perfect. It really was. Also, the man himself was there at the end, Yokotaro, which was very, very cool to see him come out, say a few words, bow, you know, wave to everybody. He had the <laughs> weird helmet. He had talked, the weird helmet on. Yeah, he talked through it. Yeah, it was very weird. It's very echoey. It was very echoey. Do, wait, wait, hold on. How do you know that it was him? You don't. It's like uh, okay, Doom. So, okay, it's like MF Doom, it. man. It's like Daft Punk. Yeah. How do you know or, that's those dudes? Or again, it's, like it it's probably, probably like, not a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, like I said, MF Doom. It's very rarely him. Well, and then sometimes he just doesn't show up. Yep, that's also true. But near orchestra, I would give I would give an A plus. That was a lot of cool. fun. It was a good experience, and the music really was extraordinary. Except for that one time when Alex started coughing, it really took me out of the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Man, coughing happens. Coughing happens. No, this is a lot of coughing. <laughs> now let's move on to one last thing. Wait, wait. In real life, I got to switch. Finally, right. you guys. That's, that's, I will be... that's enough. <laughs> you got a switch? Congrats. Fucking dicks around here. <laughs> what did you get for your switch? Go on. We got Divinity. That's it. No, I'm oh. kidding. Um, we got... We got uh, odyssey and mario kart um and we'll be exploring the hold on i wrote this nintendo brary um uh pretty deeply so i'll be ready for you guys yeah that's all i'm glad you're glad you're enjoying it 
let's move on to one last thing. We'll give one last statement, one last sentence, close out the weekend, and send you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, I'm pretty pumped for this weekend. I finally get to relax uh, playing Dragon Quest One, And man, that's a video game-ass video game. You, I am, I'm you did start surprised. it, Alex? Uh, well, I'm actually more than halfway through it. I just find it weird that every everything is based on like, hey, you should probably level up. If you get 50 more points of experience, you can continue and move on. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. You're really just telling me in my face? That's fine. Joel? Uh, Hartwood, how's your conversation with Brock and Fallout? This means you never had to talk with us in Hangouts about Fallout again, right? Uh, I'll tell you that the conversation was excellent. I'm excited for the upcoming episodes, too. Um, and I'll talk about it whenever and wherever I feel like it's necessary. Um, and did I mention how badly I missed Tony Hawk games? You did. Once or twice. Yep. <laughs> Getty, one last thing. Uh, I had originally planned to play Strike Force Kitty during the backlog blog, but I, I was actually on the GameStop website and found Captain Subasa which looks like it's an anime-ass soccer game, and now Ooh. I want that. Good find. I don't even like sports games, and this looks phenomenal. Hartwig, your one last thing. you excited about the new Tony Hawk rumors? <laughs> <laughs> Is he are there actually rumors? Yeah, there are. I don't know. I, I, honestly, no, I'm... It, <laughs> if this is a joke, that's amazing. No, it's not. If a joke. it's not a joke, it's also amazing. Um, I don't know how I feel because that last one that they did was, it was not good. Um, so I'm not confident that the series can actually come back, um, with like new games. Okay. Also, I still kind of feel like you're lying to me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Didn't we talk about it last week? I think we did. I'm still 20 episodes behind, you guys. Ugh. And that will be it this for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where Metal Gear Kevin's finale is currently not up, but it should be up by the time this recording goes live. I tried to upload it on my work laptop, and it pretty much shut the whole thing down. That was a long stream. It was like three hours. Yeah, it was definitely... I wanted to get it... Just like a full, full finish there, full completion. Um, I will tell you that I'm going to be starting up with Metal Gear Solid 4, not tomorrow night, but I will be starting next week. I say tomorrow night, but boy, right now it is the 30th of January. <laughs> this so you'll know. Won't go up until February 2nd. Correct. So. Correct. So, so figure out all that math. That's when I'm going to be on there next. Sounds good. I'm excited to see what you think of it all. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. Provide a review on iTunes or the obnoxiously long ladder climb of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. GG. GG Hartwig. GG. Good night, everybody.
I hate you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Come edit. be on the spot. I'm gonna edit so much garbage out of. <laughs> what garbage, Joel? Yeah, why was, did I film the videos? Why did quality. I film the videos? I don't know why you filmed the videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? It's I didn't. <laughs> okay, that was a perfect stopping point. For the yeah, break. That, was, that was. That was good. I make magic, baby. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I looked up some details about company net worth, and Google is by far, by like a factor of ten, bigger than even like Sony, Nintendo, like EA, and the biggest game companies don't don't come anywhere near it. Well, so like, that that's the big joke about it, though, is that they're. It's like them and Amazon that are the two big monoliths right yeah. now. And they could go and put their chips all in and you know make themselves a big name overnight if they wanted to. Turns but, out, sounds like they don't give a shit. They do not. <laughs> and they can afford, and that's what I, I think, that's a point that I was trying to make is that, like, they could afford to not give a shit. Like, oh no, this product we thing, it didn't, it didn't launch. Well, our revenue this year was $22 billion. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's clear that it's just like a, a checkbox to mark off for their portfolio of offerings on their Chromecast. It's yeah, just... and, and like for scale's sake, the like about the revenue that Google made just last year was about the net worth uh, total of the other companies, basically. Um, like, it's <laughs> it's that level of difference between them. So, like, you know, they could have gone all in, but they just did not. No, of course. But it is hilarious because you guys went all in on Stadia, and it just... I'm sorry. All I got right. myself the note to cancel let's, tomorrow. Let's transition. Yeah. Lesson right. learned. <clears throat> Until next time. Yep. <clears throat> See you, Space Cowboy. See you. <laughs>